0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com achieve today.
1: You are listening to Scoop
0: Beat Radio.
1: What's
2: going on? I hope wherever you're listening from, you and your loved ones are safe during this COVID-19 period. Hey, this is the producer of Scoopy Radio, DJ Manuel. I would just like to take the time out to give a big thanks for the listeners to the pod. We did record numbers last month. So on behalf of Scoopy and myself, thank you for the four years of supporting Brandon on this media journey. If you have a few minutes to spare, please fill out a short listener survey. Go to scoopyradiocom poll. You can also share your opinions about the show so we know what works and what we can do better. That's scoopyradiocom poll. S C O O P the letter B R A D I O dot com slash P O L L. Don't worry if you didn't catch any of that. The link will be in the description. You're listening to Scoop B Radio with Brandon Robinson. E K Manny Manny L. Scoop B Radio. You know what's official if Barry Bonds said, "Yo, the best in the business." That's word. Scoop. You either tuning in or reading the word from scoop. The business, he show you the proof. If Scoop D, say it, you know it's the truth. Sports and entertainment, he give you the mix. Some of the biggest interviews, he give you the fix. On iTunes, the number one podcast. The joy, and the journalists, the goat. So why ask? Watch out, and watch now. out. About it? If he naming them, ScoopD.com, do numbers like Chamberlain pin game is a gift got the gift to gab if he say this gospel it's as simple as that now pay attention and you can see the way it go enough of this talking this is scoopy radio you're listening to scoopy radio get on his instagram now at follow Scooby. him at scoopy follow him yes sir. scoopy radio on oh the airwaves God. on the plane on the train Everywhere you need to be, I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at ScoopB, Instagram, and Snapchat at Scoop underscore B. And make sure, most importantly, that you are subscribed to the Scoop B Radio podcast on all streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher iHeart iHeartRadio, Spotify, or simply by visiting a ScoopBradio.com. 2.1 million streams last year. And probably the main reason why is because we got newsmakers no different here, because I'm placing a call to the A with my homegirl, my sister, Tanisha Baptiste, sports anchor and sports reporter at 92.9 The Game in Atlanta. Tanisha, welcome to Scoop B Radio.
1: Thanks you for having me. I'm so excited, man. It's just, uh, as you know, as we talked about, just getting ready to rock and roll today. Lots going on across the country in sports, but <laughs> a lot going on in the A2. Yes,
2: yeah, perfect segue. Tell me something. What are the wings that Magic City tastes like?
1: So, I've, <laughs> so I might be the one person who in all of Atlanta does not like wings, right? Okay. So literally, Scoot but B radio. I do a podcast myself, of course, fill in the blanks every Tuesday with my boy Jarvis Davis, and of course, um, every day on 92.9 with Hugh Douglas. So mm-hmm. the three of us have been talking about this. We were talking about it pre-pandemic, obviously we're going to talk about it post-pandemic, They are going to take me around to, and I've been taking them around to our various wings places that we like, a a stop wings and that kind of thing, a time wings. But everybody says, and darn, Rona got me. We had a field trip scheduled in March to go to Magic City, and Corona hit. So the one place that was on my to do list, I have not actually been able to physically do anything but drive by, sniff the wings, so on and so forth. But everybody says they're way. Thing, but Lord, to be from Magic City to die for. Word. Yeah.
2: So, like, you know how certain people say, well, what does Rihanna smell like? What does Oprah smell like? Um, <laughs> have you kind of put your journalistic hat on and kind of asked, like, um, what the wings smell like? Have you gotten that, that, that <laughs> we talk about taste, but what about smell?
1: Exactly. So, I literally have, I've driven by there hundreds of times because, of course, it's not far from State Farm Arena where the Hawks play and not far from the Den where the Falcons play. So that's why I said literally you can smell the food emanating just on the drive-by, Scoop, on the drive-by. But just because of the time frame, you know, that I've had it by, it's like always closed or, you know, something to that effect. It's not the best you know, spot in town, if you will. So I've always just kind of sniffed it. And I don't know about you, Scoop, but let me ask you. If you think about grandma or you think about mom and you think about your favorite food, you think about your, your favorite dish that they prepare, what would that be?
2: Um, my mother's linguine with white clam sauce okay. and my grandmother's um uh, my late my late grandmother her sweet potato yeah. pie.
1: Yeah, there it is. There it is. So think about the linguine in white sauce. Think about that sweet potato pie. I'm thinking about speaking to grandma. I'm thinking about my grandmother's mac and cheese. That is the feeling you get when you're going by Magic City. Like somebody, as one of my boys says, put foot in it when they do the batter for those wings. It's unreal. I mean, it's unreal. So I'm literally. I've been dreaming about these wings going on what four? Going on five months now, and all of a sudden. I'm like, you know, Friday, I am, or Thursday, because we were actually in talks, and, and I'm sure we'll have them on soon enough, but we were in talks to have uh, Lou join us uh, for all instances purposes. So we're getting ready for that, getting ready for that. And all of a sudden, I see Magic City trending, see Lou Williams trending, I see Wings trending. And I'm like, whoa, well, all right. <laughs> so now I'm like, you know, I was intrigued for whenever we're able to have our field trip. But now the entire world is intrigued by what in the world is those wings.
2: Yeah. I think crack is in them. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's some batter crack going
2: on down there. <laughs> mad. so mad. Yes. So the, so let's take a reset for a second. For those who are just tuning in, Scoopy Radio Scooby on the Radio. line with the incomparable uh, that Baptiste of 92 The Game in Atlanta discussing um, – Mm Wings, More specifically, the Williams of the Los Angeles Clippers, who was trending the other day because um, he had an official absence uh, from the Clippers and left the bubble in Orlando to fly to Georgia to see about uh, his family, specifically because his grandfather died. That was great or sad, but to, to continue the story. Uh, there were pictures floating around social media with Lou Williams at Magic City with rapper Jack Harlow. And it was kind of funny where you Mm -hmm. heard people on Twitter calling Magic City a social club. When in your life have you ever heard that name being used?
1: (laughs) Not in a good way most of the time. (laughs) But I will be honest with you, it has been so fun to talk to people both on air off air on the record, off the record about what it really is. And for all intents and purposes, that is what it is. Like, it's a different sort of strip club. It is not just, you know, the typical. It it, it truly is world famous for a reason. And, yeah, it's one of those things that you've got it, that you have on your bucket list, either if you live here or you come through here. And it is not just for, let's say, the adult entertainment. So, you know, there is there's something to it. I do know people that literally, I have tried it myself, have gone down there and go down there just for the food.
2: Thank you. You know, it's interesting. I was interviewed on a show, uh, pre-recorded yesterday, and they asked me, do you think Lou Williams went there for the food? And this, you want to know what my response was? Yes, I do. <laughs> I said either way, he went to get some breasts and thighs. Well,
1: there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. right. He got his two-piece either way, and yeah. just that we'll never quite know whether it was a two-piece or a three-piece. Inc- I mean, it was probably a three-piece, really. But, you know, if that's the case, <laughs> real talking, like you said, definitely condolences for the passing of his grandfather. So he was there on official business. I do feel like, or here on official business, I do feel like sometimes that gets lost. Like he didn't, you know, just break the quarantine. He didn't go AWOL. You know, the league did allow him to come home. And this is literally something that he's known for. I mean, he has wings named after him for crying out loud. It's that serious. So it's nothing shocking to us here in Atlanta, but it's been hilarious to kind of hear the back and forth banter. And then, of course, those who are serious funded school who are like, wow, this is you know inappropriate. This is how... The bubble is going to implode in Orlando with players not taking it seriously. Well, I'm going to say this, Stoop, and, you know, you said your late grandmother. I said my late grandmother. So I'm also going to put this forth without having, you know, had a chance yet to speak with Lou directly. People deal with grief differently. They deal with grief very, very differently. And so who knows the grief, the pressure, whatever might have been going on for him, where he just had to get a little piece of home. Before he headed back into that bubble for the next, what, three, three and a half months. But the thing is, what you got to do is make sure your entourage, your crew, your boys, or your girls mm-hmm. know exactly what they can and cannot do to make sure that you keep and that they keep confidences. Why lot of stay here.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I come from a – I'm, a, I'm probably in the minority, and you may be as well. I really don't care that he was at the strip club, do you?
1: Not at all, scoop. I am co signing for your brother. I don't. No. Like
2: it's jokes, we
1: laughing about it,
2: granted, but like if if the if the pandemic wasn't a thing, this would have been a non story.
1: Absolutely. Because he does this all the time. He does yeah. this all the time. And the thing about it is, if if I may, I think that we know and you probably more than anybody just being the afic- the basketball aficionado that you are The protocols, the health and safety protocols that have been put in place by the league, you know, whether you're on a one-day quarantine, a four-day quarantine, or in loose case a ten-day quarantine, they have protocols in place to make sure that if for some reason you break the quarant, you break the bubble, so to speak then when you return, they're going to make sure that you, if you are infected or if you happen to have been infected, that you're not going to infect anyone else. Or if you do, it's going to be kept to a minimum. So I also think, especially on the heels of, you know, what we know is going on in Major League Baseball today or on Monday, um, you know, earlier this week and even across this weekend, right? I think that at the end of the day, you really and truly have to think about the reality of it, which is like you said, after the strip club is bad. Get back, do your quarantine. Hopefully the couple games you miss with the Clippers won't impact them too adversely for, you know, a postseason run. And we move on. We move on. We move on.
2: So, next topic. Um, You are in Atlanta. And quarantine has affected everybody. No sports. Mm -hmm. um, No outside. I'm not in Atlanta. Do you think that you guys opened up the city too early?
1: Yeah, I do. I absolutely do. I think that we didn't take into consideration, you know, we are arguably, of course, always running one, two with O'Hare in Chicago. But our our airport, just as an example, is ultimately the busiest in the country. So every I always say everybody comes through Atlanta at some point point in time, right? At least once a year, even if all you're doing is tip-stopping here. So just by virtue of the amount of traffic you have of people coming into the the state, through the city, through Hartsfield-Jackson, you don't have a choice. Invariably, the numbers aren't in your favor. The numbers just aren't in your favor in terms of people passing through, therefore the number of cases going up. And the fact of the matter is this, When we had our reopen, so to speak, for Memorial Day weekend, we knew, okay, let's see what those numbers look like fourteen, possibly twenty one days out. But I'll tell you, Scoop, between Memorial Day weekend and some of the reopenings of non essential places like barbershops, salons, beaches and the like, and then couple that with a mere six weeks later you got July fourth and we're just breaking it wide open like it's you know, we're going back to normal like pre March twelfth. That was a resounding just a a poor decision overall when all it took was just if we could have just waited a a hair if you will and now you're starting to see the fallout we've got two major teams like uh university of Georgia, you know which they play in Athens just outside of Atlanta for example so they're along with the SEC really mulling over are we going to do conference games or non-conference games because we need to basically make sure that our team doesn't Travel in and out of the state, and we need to make sure that teams don't come into us. Same thing for Georgia Tech. Um, unfortunately, as you know, a couple of our HBCUs won't be playing uh, fall sports in the fall. But those two schools could be impacted because that's where the fallout comes. It happens in May, it happens in June and July. And now you're seeing the fallout with uh, Georgia High School football, which is big. You got This is the number three recruiting stick in the country. And we're already pushing games back two weeks and counting. And now you're looking at college football and how it's being impacted. So, yeah, soup, I think that we opened way too soon. And now our wonderful Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms is trying to do everything she can to really scale us back. But we're essentially almost back to, to phase one. And it didn't have to be that way. if We could have just waited a minute.
2: Yeah, that phase two, phase three, it's all over the place. And when you look yeah. at sports, I, I had I had Steph on Marbury on Scoopy Radio. He talked about how... Um, In China, the China League shut everything down. And one of the things mm-hmm. he noted to me was just how when China does something, they're all on the same page. Yes. Right? In America, every state is different. hmm To me, Georgia and Florida jumped out the window kind of early.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: You're seeing Florida's effects minus the NBA bubble.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: Do you think that Georgia can safely, this year, have fans and stands at Falcons games and watch football?
1: I think I'm going to go with the it depends. And the only reason I say it depends is because we're just now seeing what the protocols are going to look like from a small, like a small sample size, right? Training camp, particularly with the Chiefs and the Texans who play the first NFL game this season. They uh, kicked off the training camp season this past weekend. Uh, Falcons basically are kicking off veterans coming back in this week. And uh, we'll talk to uh, Coach Dan Quinn and others throughout the week to kind of get a gauge on what health and safety looks like just at the facility. My personal opinion is you can't really tell what the season's going to look like whether or not they can have fans in the stands even though they've kind of given us a number and said, you know, somewhere uh, under the I think it's the 20,000 mark if you will and there are certain criteria that you have to meet in order to uh, actually attend the game, but I don't think you can even know if that number is going to be realistic until you start having people in close proximity even at your team facilities because you really just don't know I don't know um a lot of people realize this, but now Miami, the Dolphins, oddly enough, have been working on it for months. They put something out there, maybe like April, May, where they started putting their health and safety protocols in place at uh, Hard Rock Cafe Stadium. So they've been kind of ahead of the, the curve, if you will. I don't know that the Falcons and necessarily other teams around the league have really started to look at how to put the health and safety protocols in place for those stadiums because, honestly, I think two things. Number one, I think they're waiting to see how things play out with training camp and what kind of fallout there is now that players, coaches, staff, even media to some degree might be in close proximity to one another. And I think they want to see what the one league outside of the bubble or outside of a bubble, is actually going to experience That's MLB. Everybody else, NHL, NBA, MLS, even NWSL, WNBA, you know, everybody's in a bubble. So you're now starting to see what's going on with MLB, and you're like, "Mm, okay, they don't have fans, but look at all of the rest of the things that happened on opening weekend, I'll wait.
2: How have you adjusted your coverage being out in the field, mask on, mask off, uh, this, this future need to 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 create some music video with you as a as a as a as a respected uh, lady in the industry? How how are you able to to, to balance uh, your work in the field versus working from home?
1: Scoop, yeah, it's been crazy. You know, I, I call it my um not to reference anything too negative, so let me watch my mouth. But I call it my <laughs> r- recording in the closet. So <laughs> <literally>, <laughs> it's the quietest, most acoustically Sound uh no pun intended place in the entire house, so literally I'm in these four walls for like six straight hours, and of course, I do the morning show from like the crack of dawn until noon right. uh here in Atlanta, so it's kind of like it, it gets to you after a while, and so I gotta notice when we all get on the zoom calls with the players, it's just more jovial because, hey, look, at this point, everybody's just happy to see a human face and have some type of interaction, but I'll be honest with you, a lot of what. We learn, especially when you start talking about, I'll I'll use Falcons as as an example. You start talking about um, 90-man rosters and how to get that roster into the 60s and then, you know, get that final roster for opening day and try to figure out who might make the practice squad and things of that sort. Going out to those practices, that's how you really learn the team and, and learn the players and the coaches, talking to them. On a personal note, that's how you begin to establish a rapport with them that may help you to give some depth and breadth to your stories down the road. So I'll be honest, it's been a little bit, not a little bit, it's been a lot difficult. its It's been a lot difficult because I don't know, you know, Scoop, about you, but I, I think back to March 12th and the fact that I was heading home from a Hawks game. I think Hawks played the Knicks that night, if I'm not mistaken, but I was headed home from a Hawks game and, um, you know, all good, all well. By the time I get home, and so, you know, I'm ready to do a little bit of post game. I wasn't officially reporting for the station that night. I was just there just kind of soaking it in, taking it in as the season was kind of wrapping up. Get home and realize the world has <laughs> turned upside down in a matter of minutes, right? So we go from literally like two days before that, and even that night, being able to have access to the locker room and talking to the guys and establishing the rapport and thinking, oh, okay, you know, this is one of the last few games where we're going to be able to talk to Vince Carter to, no, 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 that's the last game that you'll be able to talk to Vince Carter as an example, experience him in the locker room and that sort of thing. So I don't know, stupid. I know, you know, you can attest to it as well. It's been difficult and coming up on, the NFL season, because I won't be doing much Brave coverage in the initial start of the season, it's going to be very different, very interesting, very interesting.
2: If Entanglement was a was a meme, this would be it. Yes,
1: if it was a meme, God, this would be it's it.
2: Be I've, it. Been, I've been trying <laughs> to weave in the word Entanglement in my commentary. This is the second time this week I've used it.
1: I love it. <laughs> But well, you know what? I'm right there with you because I could, I used it this morning in all my updates in my segment on the show. I don't know. Is it is it you and me, Scoop? Or are we just kind of like silly and petty? Okay, yeah. whatever.
2: We we on the same page. There you go. We are the same Scoop radio on the line with Tunisia he's talking everything, uh, sports, Atlanta, Magic City, Wings, the Williams, and more. Um, what has been your observation of Vince Carter and during his time in Atlanta?
1: Wow, I, I tell you, having covered that team on and off for four years, and I do take a step back and tell you, full disclosure, I am a Tar Heel fan, so I've been watching him for quite a long time and admiring his body of work since, since his college days. But to see him in person, scoop, and you know, gosh, to to see sort of a living legend and see the ins and outs, see what his preparation was like before the game, watching his player coaching during the game and then watching him at any given time. I mean, that last game, I think that I saw, literally they called him in and he was in, I don't know, maybe scoop all of three seconds and boom, walk, hits a three, not even, you know, doesn't even blink, goes right back to the sidelines and um, just, you know, he just continues to be the coach that he is. And so his ability to kind of move in between player and coach, if you will, to me, just watching him for, not just that first year he was here, but for him to come back that second year and be able to impart that wisdom, because it's great that he was able to impart that wisdom to Trey Young and and just for us to see his maturation over the, those two years, but also to have that impact on the life of um, DeAndre Hunter, and Cam Reddish, that to me was the most powerful imprint that he could make. There's obviously a lot that, you know, Lloyd Pierce was able to do in getting those guys to kind of grow and develop with his philosophy. But I think Vince Carter and what he was able to do and show, it was like show and prove, you know, the whole mm-hmm. right there, at your locker. and some of the conversations that, you know, can't repeat on air, but some of the conversations he would have with those players and then just kind of the conversations he would even have with the media were just very, very powerful. And he's one of those people, and God rest his soul, with Kobe Bryant. The one thing I loved about what we were seeing was the evolution of Kobe. Like, wow, what was stage, what was that act two going to look like, right? I'm excited about, and hopefully we'll get to see Vince Carter in all his fullness in act two of his life. I'm so excited to see what this guy is going to do. Oddly enough, as much as he did on the court, I really think he's just scratching the surface of exactly who he can be.
2: Hmm. I like that. I like that. you yeah. okay, talking no with Miss Baptiste. Is it safe to say
1: sock process? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I heard Baptiste. I was like, is she right. real? There you go. So... It's interesting because I, this quick story, I, you know, I used to live in Jersey for years mm-hmm. and I lived in East Shore. Shout out to EO. And mm-hmm. so I would go in, you know, random grocery store, random, I don't know, Target, Walmart, you name it. And so, I, you know, if you've got to pull out your license or your debit card or just whatever, and people would just start talking. And I'd be like, no, 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 not Haiti, New Orleans, New Orleans. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're saying. So, so my last name when I was in New Jersey would get me into all sorts of conversations that I couldn't understand (laughs) because those are two different versions of broken French, two two totally different versions of broken French. But I will tell you this: the the languages are different, if you will, or um, or the broken, you know, that broken French is different in Louisiana versus, say, uh, my Haitian brethren in the tri-state. But it was the first time that I kind of heard our accent, you know, that baby, that woe it. That was the first time I heard anything that even kind of sounded like my people. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, there are others like us? This is interesting. So, so that was kind of cool. And I will admit that um, there was an intrigue once people started to really tell me what they thought the connection was. So, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. And I don't speak even a lot of broken French from Louisiana anymore, to be honest with you. but that experience which you can tell i love my experience there that experience planted a seed in me and one of these good days i'm definitely going to get to haiti because i definitely want to get out there and do some humanitarian work because there's such a rich heritage in that country that we are tied to from new orleans
2: mm-hmm. that's why i wanted to ask first before i saw <laughs> with the stock <laughs> He doesn't look Creole to me, but I'm going to ask.
1: Right. <laughs> no. The, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the Louisiana tie, absolutely, but not the yeah. other way.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the good news. You're off the
1: hot seat. Scoop uh, did, so, you know, did I burn it up? Did I, like, smoke that bad boy, or was it just kind of lukewarm? <laughs> I,
2: I, need, I need Faith Everson to sing that high note, burn it up. Right. Up. <laughs> don't, don't
1: get me going with faith. Don't get me going. With faith.
2: That's my girl.
1: That's another
2: podcast. Yep. <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, man. You got a lot of people that I know in the industry that are root for you. That they, the two people in particular, you know who they are, hit me up and say, the teacher's coming on the podcast, of course. So, you know, there you have it. You got the power. You're doing your thing in Atlanta, and uh, your stories about Vince Carter, I really enjoyed.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Scoop. And I got to tell you, it's been amazing for me to just watch your growth. I'm one of those people who, you know, sometimes you don't know the uh, mentors. I call them mentors in my mind. So sometimes you don't know that you're mentoring people, but you are. You are, and I'm one of them. You are definitely one of my mentors in my mind. So I appreciate all that you do to just continue to advance the conversation in sports, for you to continue to push the envelope and really also allow us, not just as media, but as fans as well, to see all of the different layers of the sport, the history, you know, so just looking back, looking in the present and also looking forward. So I appreciate that.
2: That's an honor, and I'm going to keep going. Yes, please. You do the same.
1: Yes, yeah, absolutely. All right,
2: man. I'll
1: talk to you soon. Talk soon. All right. See you next week? Yes, ma'am. Next Tuesday at 4. We got yeah. you. Yes, ma'am. Okay, then. All right. Talk soon. Later. All right.
0: Later. This is Scoopy Radio saying you bring the coffee and I'll bring the Dunkin'. on. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?